Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. The Last Book That Made You Cry, a blog post written and narrated by Robert Fairhead from the Tall and True Writer's Website. Penguin Books Australia posted a question on Facebook in August 2017. What is the last book that made you cry? The books could evoke tears of joy or sadness, and I immediately thought of three books, all for the latter category. And here are my top three tearjerkers. 1. Tuesdays with Morrie by Mitch Olbum. I read Tuesdays with Morrie while being Mr. Mom for my then-toddler son. I had a home-based software consultancy, and the plan was to catch up on project work during my son's morning and afternoon sleeps. However, his morning sleep rarely happened, and he wouldn't settle for his afternoon sleep unless I pushed him around the block in his pram, and then I couldn't get the pram back in the front gate without waking him. In the end, I gave up trying to squeeze in work in the afternoons. Instead, I pushed my sleeping son to a local park and enjoyed an hour or so of reading. And it was during this period I discovered Tuesdays with Morrie. This blog post is not the place for an in-depth review of the book. Safe to say, the writer, Mitch Orbum, learns his old college professor, Morrie, is dying from ALS and spends Tuesdays visiting and philosophising with him until the inevitable conclusion. I wanted to avoid the conclusion for as long as possible. So when I got to the final chapters, I put the book aside. After that, I read several books on my afternoon walks in the park, with my son asleep in his pram, until one day I braved Tuesdays with Morrie again, tackling the final chapters. I had been right to hold off reading about Morrie's passing, but it felt good to do so finally, and to shed tears. And afterwards I felt ready to push my son home and move on. Two. Marley and Me by John Grogan I've had Labradors. I know the joy of owning a dog turns into sadness at the end of its life. So why would I want to read Marley and Me? I knew how it would end. And yet every dog owner and lover I met would ask, Have you read Marley and Me? It's about a Labrador. You'd love it. So I risked the book. And I didn't love it because the writer, John Grogan, and his family annoyed me with how they let Marley run and, at times, ruin their lives. I'm a part-time dog training instructor, and I could see the dog needed boundaries and a fence, but I stuck to reading it, shaking my head and tut-tutting until the last few chapters. You see, I had an old Labrador when I was reading Marley and Me, and Marley's ageing in the book triggered emotions I wasn't ready to deal with, not with my old dog. So like Tuesdays with Murray, I put the book aside until I felt I was ready to read the final chapters of Marley's life. Only I was wrong this time. I wasn't ready to read about Marley's death, nor was I ready when my old Labrador passed away. There are some things dog owners are never ready to deal with, and this thing proved to be one of them. 3. The Book Thief by Marcus Suzak I've read many books about World War II, non-fiction and fiction, seen countless films and documentaries, visited war sites and concentration camps. But The Book Thief by Marcus Suzak was the first time I'd read about the life of a normal German family during the war. And it confirmed what I knew to be true in my heart and head, that not all Germans were Nazis. The book's setting in wartime Germany, with death as the narrator, 
didn't all go well for the main characters, all of whom I grew to know and care for, thanks to Suzak's skillful writing. So as the Allied bombing raids pushed further and further into Germany, my fear for my fictional friends grew. I didn't put the book away this time, but read it to the end and let the tears flow. Of the three books that have moved me to tears in recent times, The Book Thief stands alone in being a work of fiction, and it's a prime example for aspiring writers of what they should strive to do with their writing, to engage and move the readers to tears of joy or sadness. Hi, I'm Robert Fairhead from Tall and True Short Reads and the Tall and True Writers website. As I explained in the Season 2 trailer for this podcast, in addition to short stories, I'm expanding Tall and True Short Reads to feature my blog posts and other writing from the Tall and True website. Fittingly for this first episode of Season 2, the last book that made you cry was the first blog post I shared on Tall and True in August 2017. And it was inspired by a question posted by Penguin Books Australia on Facebook. What is the last book that made you cry? Tuesdays with Morrie, Marley and Me and The Book Thief sprung to mind. Recollections of being Mr Mom with my toddler son and of a dear departed dog amplified the tugging of heartstrings over the first two non-fiction tearjerkers. And an interest in World War II history and skillful writing by Marcus Suzak had me emotionally invested and weeping reading The Book Thief. I've read many books since 2017, and the most recent that made me cry is another work of fiction, The Dictionary of Lost Words by Pip Williams. I shed tears towards the end and closed the book wanting to know more about the characters. How had their lives played out? And subsequently, I posed this question to Pip Williams in a reader's event as part of ABC Radio National's Big Weekend of Books for 2021. As I observed in the last book that made you cry blog post, writers should strive to engage and move their readers to tears of joy or sadness. Tuesdays with Mori, Marley and Me and The Book Thief did this for me, and so did The Dictionary of Lost Words. And in a further example of a good goal for writers, Pip Williams had me concerned about her characters beyond the book. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tall and True Short Reads. You can read all my short stories, blog posts and other writing at tallandtrue.com. You can also buy my short story collections from the Amazon Kindle and Kobo online bookstores. The next episode of Tall and True Short Reads will appear in your podcast feed shortly. In the meantime, don't forget to check your feed for earlier episodes from Season 1 and follow or subscribe to the podcast and rate and review it via your favourite listening app. Doing so helps other listeners find us. And finally, please support this podcast by telling your family and friends about Tall and True Short Reads and the Tall and True Writers website. 